2: When you find the one, you'll
0: get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
3: You are now listening to Footy Prime, the podcast hosted by Danny Dicchio, Craig Forrest, and James Sharman.
1: Wish we were recording before we actually record because some of the conversations we have on this podcast are absolutely disgusting, vile, depravity personified. <laughs> and anyway, I guess we could talk about it, all right? Because it's it's our podcast. No one's listening. Few people. <laughs> Elephantitis.
0: Yeah. A, few, a few thousand people are listening.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. It's fully primed the podcast. Dickyo isn't here today. Um, there's some giant ikea sale i think he's been
4: pulled away yeah one dollar hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> taking the family speaking of <laughs> um but yeah but
1: regardless the, the, the podcast continues craig Forrest is beside me off keyboards today dan wong who did a great job by the way last week yeah uh, easiest as host.
0: easiest job in the world is being a host I, a, I would say oh would yeah say, eh? least amount of talent oh, so, needed so i easy. stole a living for a long time i <laughs> t- did I, I did put up whether I was going to be the Lou Gehrig, and then charms would never be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> would we call
1: it Dan Wong disease?
0: Yes. Well, no COVID yet. No COVID. No, no. I, I'd be COVID-53 is yeah. what I'm going with.
1: So, so Lou Gehrig, AL, AL, ALS is what? That's ALS, yeah. Um, Lou Gehrig's disease, right? Yeah. So, yes. Dan Wong disease would be, be COVID-19. That,
0: <laughs> if yeah? I would bring it out of retirement from
4: <laughs> you don't want You don't want to get ALS.
1: No, no that's that is a not a one. good one.
0: That is not it's a good a one. a bad one. Yep. Yeah. On keyboards today,
1: Jeff Cole, best voice in the business. Hey, Jeff. Hi, guys. Yeah, can you, can you speak today just purely in your actual professional broadcasting voice? Do a... Uh, like your Border
0: Patrol voice? Yeah, Border Patrol voice.
3: Well, the thing about that is it's not Border Patrol. It's Border Security. Thanks, ah. for. thanks for the research, guys. Just testing. But I'd be happy to. we are going then. In this episode of Footy Prime, James Sharman talks some shit. Craig Forrest looks sexy, and Dan Wong does a Danny Diccio impression.
2: Yeah. Coming up, <laughs> I like that.
1: You know, you sound just like the guy that introduces the, the podcast. Yeah,
3: he's. I've met that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's is, dick. He, is he? Yeah, yeah no yeah. good.
1: Figured as much. Figured as much. <laughs> Tell you what, this this one hour um, time change has has knocked me for six. You guys feeling okay? I feel yeah. a little tired. Yeah, yeah. And it's not from like.
4: It's a party. mini jet lag.
1: Yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah,
4: I'm. Uh, but it's great. What? Love it. Why? Well, days are longer now. Oh yeah, there's that. Almost feels like spring. Oh, yeah. once you get used to it.
0: Ooh, yeah. Takes, well, we're takes also a day. I'm a. Uh, I'm still recovering from Saturday. That was a fun afternoon. Yeah, uh, Jeff. Who did we meet? What were the guys' names again? Sorry, they were great.
3: Uh, Liam. Yep. And Austin. Austin, Austin. Austin, yes. Right.
0: So they were our ticket winners for the TFC opening day. Our first mm. ever contest winner. First ever contest. Was really a contest though, was it?
1: Well, yeah. I guess proof proof to you, prove to us that you'll spread the word of Footy Prime the Podcast, right? That's was that right. kind of essentially? The,
0: yeah. yeah. Well contest because we did the winner was grabbed from the two hundred people, three hundred people that entered. Right. So that's why it's a contest. But other than that, we had a few pints. At, At Logan Austin, TFC yep.
4: with the three points.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great game.
1: Mm-hmm. It's right funny, we, TFC crowd clear out of the bar to go to the game, <laughs> right. right? And so we walk inside and get a nice booth. And TFC's not on one screen. <laughs> yeah, we had to ask them
0: to put this game up. It
1: was funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When they realized, went, oh, yeah, yeah. We should do that, I suppose. Yeah, you should. But, you know, the, the Minnesota hockey game was great. <laughs> it was on every screen.
0: <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Hockey. Jeez.
1: I remember once going to a bar on September 11th, 2001 in the afternoon, a Champions League day, right? And it didn't cancel the Champions League games. And we walk into the bar because um, at the score we were sent home. I think most most companies sent their staff home that, that day. And we get into the bar because that's what else, where else do you go, right? And CNN on every single channel, obviously. And we had to ask, can you, can you put the AC Milan game on? <laughs> the looks we got. <laughs> do you know what's happening to the world right now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe need a little more of that. Need a little more of that. Yeah, we do. A, a what? little a, less
0: COVID and a little more footy.
1: Yeah, not not more 9-11s. No. That wouldn't be a good thing. No. no. How about these empty stadiums? Different? What a weird weekend, right? And in fact, we're doing <clears> our <throat> podcast in an empty um. Studio for once, usually just thousands of, of listeners, yeah. To, you right. know, live fans. live
4: audiences, uh, we decided to uh, do our part. It's odd, isn't
1: it? It feels weird doing this without having the fans you know, banging on the glass. <laughs> We've got Devon in there, that's about it.
4: Yeah, um, a drink of water,
1: but yeah, a weird weekend. Syria, all the games behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Um, as we speak right now, the Premier League might be announcing it as well for them. Um, that's that's been speculated. The Bahrain Grand Prix, at, at, you know, the second of the F1 season in a couple of weeks' time. That will be behind closed doors. All these various events, uh, one by one. And, I mean, it's just odd. A- as a player, I mean, have you played behind a closed doors before, Craig? You know,
4: no, not, not specifically. I mean, played games without fans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian National Men's <laughs> Yeah, Canadian National <laughs> oh, yeah. Men's Team. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know, varsity yeah, wasn't great. the same, no? Yeah. It's almost the same. It's
4: almost the same. <laughs> Either that or away fans. One of the two, right? Not a lot of Canadian fans. Well, Gold Cup final two thousand wasn't a lot there. That's why we thought it would never happen again, which it hasn't, because there would have been eighty thousand there if there was U.S. Mexico. So Canada yeah. kind of single handedly crippled the game. In crippled the it, absolutely <laughs> crippled it.
1: But it's gotta be strange. I mean, obviously, as a footballer, you're on the field and you're, you're hearing the fans, and you get that that added go, you know, that added
4: energy. Is it's all part of it, like it really is they're 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 a massive part of the actual enjoyment of the the spectacle it's It's a necessary part of it as well
1: is it enjoyment? do you enjoy the games or are you just so switched on
4: no no you you get a you get a buzz, you get a buzz from it, yeah, which you would find more difficult with an empty stadium for sure. I mean, LeBron their- James has talked about it because they're talking about NBA potentially yeah. going that way. And he's like, I'm not playing in front of empty fans, like empty stadiums. Like you might I'm- not
1: have a choice though, You bro. might not
4: have a choice.
1: It's not your core. <laughs>
4: exactly. Exactly. It is what it is. So we're seeing some major steps here with this uh, coronavirus. And uh, we'll see what the next ones are, whether it's the Premier League or...
1: Is it advantage away team
4: in those situations? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the influence of the crowd that they have, the influence that that has on officials, whether they like it or not, is a massive part of it.
1: Yeah, the officials must love it, right? You yeah. I think, oh, thank God. Mike <laughs> Dean would be like, please, <laughs> please,
4: Corona, do your job. <laughs> yeah. Give me
1: a couple of weeks off here.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. It yeah. really is. Um, but it's not It's not a lot of fun uh, playing in front of no fans.
1: Was there a ground that you wish was hit with a pandemic?
4: Old Trafford, February yeah. 1994. <laughs> if you could only take away a couple results in your career. Yeah,
1: yeah. But then you wouldn't be as as, as no, famous, perhaps. That's right.
4: That's true, because right? nobody remembers me for anything else.
1: No, that's, yeah, that's not quite true. No. But
4: well, since this year we had a, another nine.
1: Yeah, that helped. Yeah. But yeah, but with, it's funny, because that nine, even though you, you conceded nine goals, I know we've been over this before in the podcast, but no one holds you responsible. No one says, yeah, that Craig Forrest was crap that day. And it's amazing how many how many yeah. sports can you see that such a one sided result, and really not point fingers at the goalkeeper.
4: Yeah, um, that's true. I guess I mean when you look at the game on the weekend with uh, Manchester United and Man City, Ederson, normally a fantastic goalkeeper, a great distribution, solid, consistent. He wasn't even there at Old Trafford. I don't know, like uh, you know, the commentator Beglin was saying, it, he's not at Old Trafford today. I mean, the <laughs> amount of mistakes he made—three, three really bad ones, two for the goals so and he should have saved, should have definitely not conceded both those. So we've seen some, actually, a lot of goalkeeper mistakes in the last few weeks. Fabianski at Liverpool for West Ham, De Gea, at yep. the Goodison De Park. has been hammered it, this season, yeah, recently yeah, especially right. Man, so a lot of pressure. Yeah, what
1: is is that? Generally speaking, towards the end of the season, does that happen? Do, do no, I, I think it's more, more a, tired than others.
4: I think it's more of a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, they're in great match shape. Everything about their game should be at the, the, the top. It has been a long season, certainly, but uh, that would be no excuse. I think it's just coincidental.
0: Well, hmm. in baseball, they have the you know they have the dog days, right? Like it's a long schedule. like Yeah, like July, f- yeah, right? like, like, July August. August. You know, and especially your teams what 15 back and does it matter mm. does that set in when you were playing epl well are you like, sitting
4: in no man's land in yeah the yeah it just does like
0: let's get up for this game to mm. get romped
4: yeah it's know? true they, it, there are those but there's not many because of the relegation situation so you're either trying to get to the top four you know top spot or avoid the bottom three, three. so chances are you're involved somewhere Yeah, hopefully more at the top. Well, I mean,
0: this is where soccer that we were going to be talking transitions, but the transition they made from Champions League to EPL, but also to make, you know, for and this is the international is to have Europa League, keep people fighting for spots. Mm -hmm. It's it's brilliant because it now keeps everyone going. Right and the top four, it's top four for Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah. could be, mm-hmm. could
1: be. This year is different though because fifth because place might qualify City, because right? of City's yeah. uh, yeah. issue. Of but I
0: mean, that's think about when you are going. Oh, this is brilliant because now the bottom teams are fighting to stay out of relegation. The top teams in Champions League are fighting to go up. You got Europa, and then you have Champions, and that's all money making opportunities to get better. Yeah, and when Craig explained the broadcast rights going from. Champions to Premier, and you're just like, oh my god! Now you're in this bounty of billion, uh, millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, to to be a better team. Yeah, it's, it's that's an why. Incredible journey. That's why
4: it is. And sometimes what happens is because you're so focused on staying in the Premier League because of the money reasons, which makes sense. It takes teams away from trying to compete for trophies and other competitions. Like the Europa League yeah. or the, or the League Cup or even the FA Cup for yeah. that matter, because they're they're not trying to win trophies because they're just trying to stay in the Premier League because that is worth so much money. We've seen Wigan Athletic won the FA Cup, got relegated, yep. they've, Man, they've disappeared. Come back, have they? No, I mean Stokes, not the Stoke. Stokes relegated what two years ago? Missingria. They're struggling in the S- Championship. Sunderland, Sunderland, Ipswich is in the third Leeds. tier. You know, I. It's a it's a tough one. So that you can see why they they prioritize because relegation can be crippling. And that's for years and years, and years.
1: for a lot of the the, the the average clubs for their fan base. The perfect season is okay. Cement you know safety midway through the season, right? So you're in the middle pack. You know you got your thirty five forty points. You're going to be okay, but then have a good cup run. So mm-hmm. you still have something to fight for. You have some big moments for your fans because you know you're you're playing against you know. Crystal Palace on a Saturday, and you're you're gonna be safe. You're not gonna compete for European football. Yeah, it's a nice day out, for sure, but making an FA Cup quarter final or or semi final, wow, yeah. that's yeah. amazing, right? Yeah, it
4: is. It's good, it's great for the clubs, and that's what most of the clubs I played for. That was what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly, that have a good cup run. Not gonna win the league, but you could have a really impressive cup run depending on your draw. It's tough, right, for
1: north american fans to kind of understand that as well you know if you haven't been mm. brought up or, or follow european soccer i know the cpl have announced this year it's a single table format but obviously it's going to the playoffs they've done the right thing i think um try and make as many important games as possible because you know third place will guarantee a playoff spot yeah right Again, second place so it should keep other teams in the hunt you would think so yeah yeah and it's nothing's perfect you know you're going to get Team every mm-hmm. now and again that's going to be out of contention early on, but that, that's football, I suppose. Yeah, Just I mean it's report. better than
4: them going with with an eight uh, team league going, you know, only two knocked out. Yeah, during the regular season, you, gotta, what's you got what's the point regular season, right? Yeah, you see that in North American sports, so it, it puts a lot of emphasis on trying to win the league, obviously, because you get the buy into the final. But if you finish second or third, you play off. So I think that's a good system. Yeah, And I like playoffs. I know people criticize playoffs. You know, the old
1: soccer snobs out there. Or, oh, well, yeah. you don't get those in European... Well, you do. They're called the FA
4: Cup. Right. They're called the
1: Champions League. And they're called well, the League
4: Well, the Cup. championship and the and other the divisions. Yeah. They all, and all the divisions have a playoff system. And they have the finals at Wembley. Yep. Which is actually a massive event. And it seems to be bigger than actually direct promotion.
1: Yeah. And I think you and Danny yeah. were saying that before. You kind of felt ripped off when you yeah. won promotion as the first, second Well, if you finish team. second,
4: it's even worse. Yeah. Well, for, you know, your... You directly promoted, but you don't get the get the big crowd, Wembley. the big day at Wembley, but and all that.
1: Take that, wouldn't you? Yeah, as opposed to <laughs> the pressure. pressure. The pressure
4: to win or lose that is like one of the biggest in sports. Not
1: nothing compared to the owners, though. Yeah, you meet an, an owner of a team in that day at Wembley, and you're thinking, "My God, this is this 150 million
0: coming our way, yeah, or not, or nothing." Wow. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. Did you ever play at Wembley?
4: No. No, we do. We you went straight up. Hey. Should have done it Chelsea. Should have done, yeah. Yeah. Chelsea, FA Cup final. And? But, oh, Ipswich. Fucked. Yeah, I got screwed over. Ipswich tried to play hardball with them at that point. Oh. There was no,
2: you
0: know. The story of your life. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I like, Come on, I spent 13 years there. Give me a break.
2: But they didn't. Been...
0: <laughs> That's all right. The bitterest man in the room. <laughs> that, should,
1: that should be the name of Craig's biography, and you should do a biography. you such great stories. That'd you should. Be amazing. And it should be called The Bitterest Man in the Room. <laughs> amazing I'm not fair no, Ash, you're very positive yeah. in general in but, general. Uh, we get bitter for you we hear these that's stories. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just there's
0: so many. They're <laughs> recurrent. Just over and over. It's like a fucking waterfall. It's just depressing. And then I got fucked over. Yeah, yeah. And then there was this yeah. time. Yeah, well, The good news is they won.
1: <laughs> yeah, if anyone, you know, ever has je- jealousy issues with, you know, professional athletes, just just sit up if they with Craig and, yeah, right. and yeah, I'll realize. tell you a few stories.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're trying to live vicariously through you and they're all disappointing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why is that?
1: I don't know, no, most of them are pretty no, positive pretty stories. Amazing. I mean, amazing. The best stories are freaking amazing <laughs> stories, which you can never even repeat on this podcast, unfortunately, but they're pretty,
0: pretty good. Pretty, pretty good.
1: Um, but, yeah, strange times in sport, you know, without the fans. And let me tell you, in, in general, I mean, I know you say the right things, you know, you, you need the fan support, you, you love that energy, but what is a general attitude towards fans in that locker room?
4: huh it's
1: a very club to club and how the club's doing, but I mean, I hate listeners and viewers. I'm just joking.
4: Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think the big thing was a lot of them were just so surprised that you know some of them are so incredibly dedicated to their team. You know, they show up at away grounds and up in Northern England, and they they're there three hours before kickoff, and you know, it's it's quite incredible that way. So sometimes we're like, jeez, there must be something better to do than watching us.
1: Yeah, right. I, I understand <laughs> very, that. It's, it's but they love it absolutely. It's love their it. life, right? And if they yeah, appreciate that, right? Mm. And respect them for it. But I do too. It, it I can mean, be it's a bit sad,
4: up and down as a fan, eh? I mean, you we know, look at Liverpool. You've got the Liverpool jersey tracksuit on this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they, well, checked. Off. They lost uh, the full
1: tracksuit. They lost lost the game, which I don't give a crap about. Most fans don't care about. And I think there's less pressure on them now. That was I think obviously so. going to build up, whether they say it or not. And they weren't great on the weekend, but they found a way. When's their home yeah. leg in the
0: Champions League? When's their home leg? It's coming leg. up, um, right? Against Letico, next week? Right
1: down 1-0, no, yeah. 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 It's coming up this week. And is that this making week. you nervous? Yeah. Is it
0: this week? Is it like... God, yeah, it is, know. right?
1: Why am I double thinking? Why am I, I don't thinking know. I'm, yeah. I'm not yeah. trying, to, ga- I'm not no, trying to gaslight you. I'm just, <laughs> just asking.
0: I know it's coming up soon. It is. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, let it go. Um, am I nervous about it? Yeah. You know what? Does I this
0: Does this tarnish... A little bit. I know you guys talk about they haven't won in thirty years. Yeah. And it's amazing that they're crushing it. But wouldn't it be nice to go a little further and It'd be amazing.
1: Like, of course it would, you know. Yeah. Every fan wants to see their team progress, but I'm just honestly at, at the point where it's Premier League or bust and, and they're gonna win that. I know that they won the Champions League last year, yeah. it was incredible. Um, and obviously they win it again, that's great and getting a double is, is so rare. But it's it's all about the Premier League for me, personally. But my, my fandom is very different to a lot of fans. You know, I think being mm-hmm. in the business for so many years, I'm, I mean, I love my team, don't get me wrong, but I'm not as emotional uh, as people who actually work real jobs and then escape with the sport on the weekend.
0: Right. right. Well, you're not allowed to be. I remember no. going to the press box at, like, games, <laughs> and Jays do something great, the Expos do something great. You're not allowed to cheer in the press box. Right. And. No you know that was that was new to me cuz it's you're not you're supposed to be all objective and reporting objectively so no yeah. cheering and it it's kind of like going up in a funeral i mean other than the yeah. crappy free food now Back in the day, it used to be booze and, like, it was that whole thing. Smoke-filled pressure. Exactly. That, yeah. Then all of a sudden it turned into, yeah. oh, you get chicken fingers and hot dogs. Yeah. You're like, no, but oh, you're right, though. Nobody cheers. Dickio would there. be up there filling his boots. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Free hot dogs. Free hot dogs. <laughs> no, but but it's, I, it's true, though. You
0: asked about the fans, and I, I don't know if we've ever covered this, but Craig Forrest, I'm throwing you under the bus, but didn't you flip the bird? Oh, called. yeah, yeah. I, I need to. You, that was my it, own fans, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Ipswich. we ever talked about this, but that's uh let's yeah. go to that story. Yeah, I
4: flipped the bird all right. Well, I gave him the wanker sign to our own fans. Well,
2: there's there's one, the, there's the one end at
4: Ipswich, uh, the Churchill stand, and um, they're usually a little older. And the younger ones are down the other end, a little more boisterous bold, and, bold and,
1: and overweight in most
4: cases. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Mm. And, uh, and they just moan all the time. They moan. I can't even imagine what they're moaning like nowadays with the, what's going on at Ipswich. What, and they're still
2: there going. about you, right?
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. probably still there or dead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> they're not living long, are they, well, these guys? Their nice styles aren't perhaps conducive to they a long existence. They don't age well. <laughs> well, being replies, an Ipswich fan there's these a, days will... Not the pies are bad for you. Yeah, 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 I mean, no, they're good for you, in fact. Well. But... Yeah. Every day, maybe not. But no. No, go ahead every day. No. Every day anyway, but I ahead, don't sorry. blame
4: being an Ipswich fan is a tough uh, tough go of things. Especially nowadays.
1: So so anyway, these these are, these um these you know dying, pathetic human beings were, were giving it to you.
4: Yeah, and I think we were we were actually doing quite well in the league actually at that moment and uh anyway, I lost my head and gave my own fans the wanker sign and Oh my god. With the gloves on? Yeah, gloves on. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I'm just trying to picture the image here, <laughs> yeah. right? Because the Wanker yeah. sign is a very underused sign here in North America. Right. right. It Over is. there, it, it's definitely used more there than the middle finger. Right. 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 But That's just, with, with gloves, are you, are you losing a little bit of effect?
0: Uh, no, because it's big. big. I guess a big. Right. A big yeah, yeah. yeah, you can yeah. see it. <laughs> and <the> con- and <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> and what were the consequences? <laughs>
4: uh, well... It wasn't good. I mean, there's a (laughs) lot of backlash, and people are like, it's amazing because, like, fans hurl abuse at you, home and away fans, depending on how well you're doing, swear at you, do all sorts of vile things, and then if you do something back, it's, oh, my God. How dare you. He swore. He gave me the wanker sign. Or, you know, it's like, oh, this is terrible. Right. So. But if that
1: happened this weekend, if David De Gea, oh, sorry, say, say Edison had given the wanker sign to his fans, Right. Could you imagine the, the backlash across the media today, yeah. right? Fantastic. It would have been enormous. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. as bad as it was then, you felt it.
4: Yeah.
1: Through whatever reason, social media and this... this yeah, there's, ivory, no, there's no pictures, right? This platform you right? all stand and look down have, upon.
4: Yeah, nobody had, you know, nobody had cameras. So it wasn't right. like there was any photos of it. It was just an incident that people remembered. So I knew there was going to be some backlash. So anyway, I sort of self find myself by... Uh, um, buying a shirt for uh Richard Wright. Ipswich goalkeeper at the time, went to Arsenal, Everton, Mm -hmm. Man City. I think he's a Man City. He's a man yeah, he was. He was. He was the best twelve year old goalkeeper I ever saw. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing goalkeeper. And he did well. He should have done probably better than he did, but nevertheless, uh anyway, his dad passed away and he gave his shirt up that he had made his debut in for uh I think it was cancer research because his dad's uh, I think it was cancer he passed away with, so uh, he wanted to raise some money for the local hospital. So, I know his dad I knew his dad quite well, so I you know thought his dad probably would have wanted him to have the jersey that he debuted in. So I bought the jersey back for him. So I thought I wanted to do that anyway, and uh, it was a good way to sort of calm things down. Spin doctors, yeah. yeah. But yes. overall, but overall, I mean, I had a great rapport with uh, our fans. fans, yeah.
1: So the fans forgave
0: you, or did it yeah. take a while? No. And no. did you deserve it? Were you playing
4: shite, like, or was it? No, um, I don't think we were playing as bad as they were making out. Okay, yeah. And they weren't
1: hammering you specifically, right? They're just hammering nope. the team as a whole. Just ha- hammering you, the taking team, you along to get my like, boys here. Yeah, Fuck come you. on, be more positive. Yeah, yeah. Like, Come on. Did the club get involved? I mean, they find you.
2: Mm.
4: Well, like I said, I self find myself. Oh, so oh, by, sorry, the, by the time yeah, I yeah, saw yeah, the manager, which was George Burley, I believe at the time. I don't think it was John Lowe. Could have been John Lowe. Anyway. Um. That also softened the meeting. Oh, yeah? So by Great. doing that up front before I had the meeting with the manager. You played it really well. I thought
0: I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking his yeah. self fine was a week yeah. golf trip to Cabo. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah. A bad I've got to yeah. go away. I've got to hibernate. Well, you think go...
4: about it, right? You go <laughs> in the manager's office and he's like, well, what are we going to do about this? And it's like, well, and then you tell him what you're going to do. And then it's like, oh, all right. Because quite frankly,
1: lad. He, he's thinking it. Everyone's <laughs> thinking in that club, oh, you know, you shouldn't have done it, Craig, but we get it. We understand why you did it. Yes. You
4: it I mean, this. Bobby Robson had issues with the pitch too, back in the mm-hmm. day. He called them all a bunch of cardboard cutouts. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. well,
1: look at Roy Keane and the whole prawn sandwich brigade. He rips the, the sports consumers at Old Trafford, right? It's true. Yeah. Right, fans can come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah.
4: But like if you want to take the wages that you're getting... You're gonna to have to sacrifice some of that, and yeah. you're gonna get the prawn sandwich guys. Mm.
1: Because the average bloke down the pub isn't spending, you know, a grand a ticket <laughs> right. for those seats.
4: Right, right, yeah. Maple Leaf games in Toronto. <sighs> Terrible it's a, it's a atmosphere.
1: Funeral parlour.
4: Yeah. It's pathetic. They're gonna pay the price. You want to get paid those wages? You're gonna have the business guys sitting in the stands. Yeah, yeah, sitting on their hands.
1: There's that incident a few years ago now when Dion Phaneuf and Phil Castle think in, in instrument were instrumental in the uh, post game. Refused to clap the fans, this that tradition. Right. And it just didn't go down well at all because the team was so bad. And what they thought of making a stand for yeah. their, their respect, like, no, they're being just hammered. If Did it just, was
0: going to help your team, if your team uh, was going to get behind you. But if you're just doing that to make a stand against the fans and the people yeah. who pay that much. Be smart. I mean, God. I mean, yes, the Leafs are pretty corporate. But there are die hard fans. I mean, that's why there's a 20 year waiting list. Yeah. These are people who deserve better. Yeah. You that's know?
4: true. But most of the, I think, the most of the die hard, real die hard fans, they're not, they can't afford it. No. You no. know, or one a game. They're down one at a a the year, bars one with, a their, year. with
0: their right. shirts on. Right. You know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because that's the only affordable way to watch the Leafs, right? Well, that's why exactly. you think about this whole all these
1: empty stadiums around, and suddenly the concession people are being screwed over. It's, a, it's really sad, but the bars are just packed. I imagine, yeah. you're right, with these fans around the stadium. I would think.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, say they have an empty, you know, NHL game. Where are all the fans going to be? Like you said, they're going to be all around the stadium at all the bars, passing
1: coronavirus <laughs> to each other. Right. Yeah. Bars.
4: So does that does that actually defeat the purpose? I
1: think so. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Really does. Yeah,
4: everybody's got to stay at home if I, that's what they're going to do.
1: They just, I, it seems to me that this this virus, as as concerning as it is, because of the way it's traveling from beast to human and back to beast and popping up, it's concerning. But mm. the virus itself is obviously uh, we shouldn't get into this because what do I know? I'm not a doctor. But it seems to me it's just a bloody flu, bad case of the flu, and they're being careful. And it's hard to enough, make. And it it's hard be. to know
4: what to make of it, isn't it? There's a yeah. lot of bad information out there I, I do like the way social media certainly twitter is uh, handled it if you go to look for it they'll tell you you know where you can go to find out information information database. yeah right yeah. right yeah you know he's not going to take you to donald trump's press conference that's for sure and tell you what's going on but he's an expert he, he's right.
1: amazing he amazes everyone around him that he knows so much about he's this incredible stuff. isn't he <laughs> I love his orange wig. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's a great wig. Yeah. See, if 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 this, I mean, obviously for aging people, sick people, it's a very concerning. So, if it's going to kill anyone, eh, wouldn't be the worst thing, would it? it Head old Donny boy
4: down there. That might.
1: This
0: well, might be the solution. The you thing. That.
4: Why not? He, what Just if it's it. your mum or dad? Well, um, if Donald Trump isn't my mum or dad. <laughs> Oh Donald! Yeah, Donald. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant just
1: no, old no, people. No, 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 not at all. Of course not. Sorry, not my, my that. apologies. <laughs> Jesus, I no, you are just I'm killing off all old people. Che-
0: he's cheering for, he's <laughs> no. cheering for COVID. What I'm yeah. saying is, <laughs> yeah. there was
1: a story today about some guy who knew some guy who knew some guy who who knows Donald Trump had it, right? And just saying if it's gonna hit anyone, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if it hit Donald, would it? This could be the solution to all the ills in the world. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're all Donald's uh, fault, obviously. Yeah. Uh, nothing else. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs>
4: Ted Cruz, apparently, he uh, was shaking hands. Putting himself yeah. into self-isolation. I wasn't he?
0: Or yeah. Maybe that, was, maybe that was the guy. It was uh, the, yeah. It was the guy. The the, it was Ted Cruz. The, is is it at the conservative. Yeah. But, uh, but Trump was there, too. Day. Trump
4: was in, he was at CPAC, I think, right. wasn't he? Right. Whatever. But he, uh, Ted Cruz apparently shook hands with somebody who. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of okay. dickheads. Wow. And he
0: has a, a connection to Captain. Um <coughs> Apparently. Dude, a few years back, Flying on Air Canada, and what movie is, the, this is when you didn't have the choice, they just would play the movie? Oh, yeah. Contagion. <laughs> and it starts off, and I'm like, this is maybe the worst movie you should have playing on an airplane. Because it it's, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow, goes out, hooks up with some dude. So his wife cheats on him, then flies home, lays all the COVID or whatever it was—the contagious influenza back then. She's talk, you know, fools around with a guy on the airplane, touches everything, and it just spreads like wildfire. And I'm like, this is not the air, This is not the scene you want to be sitting on an airplane watching. It's yeah. kind of like Fight Club. Yeah, you know. Oh, Well, especially
4: now if they pull that movie out. There we are, everybody. Uh, We got one movie for you. I wouldn't want to watch
1: Airplane on an airplane. No. (laughs) It's like, who's any ex-Vietnamese fighter pilots happen to be in the plane right now? Just in case,
4: you know? (laughs) Unless it's Airplane, the the comedy.
0: That's what I
1: mean, mean. Yeah. yeah. Airplane. The then, comedy
4: or the actual... No, the
1: company. Airport 77. Air, the airport 77. Yeah, like
0: Charlton Heston. Yes. Oh, stuff. that one, yeah. yeah that I was,
1: watched,
4: wouldn't want to watch that either. Oh, watching it as a kid. Whew. Yeah, yeah that was
0: right. Yeah. He was he fought monkeys, airport airplanes. That's right. And, like, he was the king of He was action, the king. Right Charlton then. Heston was not Towering Inferno. Yeah. Wasn't he in that thing? Damn yeah. monkeys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> NRA.
1: NRA? Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. He's big time connected, isn't yeah, he? that's yeah. right.
2: Takes my gun from my, my dead, dead, is he dead? dead hands. Yeah, he tossed away. Yeah. But
0: he had a kind of orange wig at the end too. Yeah, remember his yeah. wig? Yeah, he was kinda, loved guns. He was like skeleton with a wig at the end of the. Yeah, it was. Yeah, end daddy. of holding his gun. Huh. Well, my <laughs> dead, my head, dead, lifeless hands. Wasn't that yeah. the quote? Yeah. Something like
2: that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, got some issues down there, haven't we? <laughs> <I? laughs> <laughs> you know what I found really amusing this weekend was the the no handshakes before the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Premier League mandated, yeah. It's foreboren. They're going to be touching throughout the entire game, and then post match, the hugging and all this. It's yeah, just, I found that odd. It was, it was odd, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, not sure that really
0: uh, right. did what was expected. It's more of a laughing stock now. Uh that's why I'm wondering. Like this whole no fans thing. What about just the players? What are we talking about here? Like what? Rugby players, footy players, yeah. everyone. No touching. tackling. No tackling. Yeah. Like no tackling. It's going to be. <laughs> Yeah, it's flag, flag, rugby. flag rugby. Yeah, flag rugby.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, they're talking about the Six Nations being uh, put on hold until October. October, they're, they're three, I think three rounds in. There's a rugby tournament in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think three rounds in and uh, putting on hold until. Is that right, eh? Yeah. Man, it's screwing up sports. Now it's getting serious. Sports yeah. is being affected. Yeah. yeah. Wow, to hell with the deaths. <laughs> <laughs> Entertainment, sports what is the affected.
4: hell? Yeah. It's true. Absolutely true.
1: The, uh, the whole. Handshaking line before games. I get it more after a game. Before a game, it all seemed a bit odd to me, wasn't it? As a player.
4: Well, I, mean, you, I, I don't know. I, I like it. I like it. it's a nice structured yeah system, and they show respect to each other before the B- game.
1: Before, but then the whistle goes, and it's no more respect.
4: <laughs> no, it should be respect for your. Did you shake hands with your gloves
1: on, or do you had gloves off? Gloves on. On, yeah, right, yeah. because of a
4: yeah. Uh, All full of spit. Ooh, yeah, yeah I, yeah.
1: I guess so, right? Yeah, just here. Yeah, here. You shake my hand. Yeah, here. You probably spread horrible diseases across oh, the Premier League. Oh god! Didn't
4: you? <laughs> Smell of my gloves or training gloves, especially. <laughs> 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 oh.
1: You, you had a special handshake glove from training you, you'd use just for that. Yeah, just then full of get your, spit.
4: Yeah, and yeah. then you
1: get your uh, game gloves afterwards.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I usually wear a nice. T- were my game gloves for two or three games. Yeah, they last two or three games. Yeah, yeah, they last longer than that. But yeah. yeah, any like it's not like when you're a kid and you're making them last for two years or yeah. I
1: remember having the old impossible. ones, the older uh, material ones with the the rubber mm-hmm. grip stitched on the on the back of it. I love those gloves so yeah. much. they are oh, so many holes formed them. Yeah. Brilliant because I can smell them now. if that, yeah. that rubber yeah. right yeah. and going to like Halfords and buying one or wherever it was. Yeah, yeah. well, almost well, sport?
0: You, know, you know how now. All the players know each other. Did you have any pals on other teams when you didn't play? Like when you were at Ipswich first, and hmm. did you have a, like a couple pals on other teams that eventually you'd go, that you yeah that you'd eventually. say you know when you when you shook hands it was more than a shake it was like hey I'll meet you at the at the pub yeah and we're turning it into a up, a night yeah and no, who were no. and who were they like who were well, who were your boys
4: well I mean. Guys at Southampton, there was Richard Hall that was there before, played at West Ham, Matt Letizia, guys like that. So Southampton was always a good trip. Uh, We'd also hang out with some of the Southampton players. It just so happened because of Richard uh, Hall and his relationship with them. Um, Go down there and play in golf tournaments. Um, So there's a lot of interaction between others. But That happens over time. Obviously, when you're there when you're 16, you don't really know anybody. Then you build up, and then players come and go from your own club. So you start to see. And then internationally is fun. You know, when you're playing for Canada and the Confederations Cup in Japan and early 2000s, uh, playing against uh, guys from Cameroon um, that played at club level as well uh, at at West Ham. And uh, I remember Arsene Wenger being at that tournament, just sort of watching the tournament. Really? You know, so yeah, coming across guys internationally was always fun. Uh, even playing against Costa Rica, one chop was there mm. at West Ham at the same time. So you're Hello. playing against your teammate. Yeah, internationally, That's which weird, is fun. Yeah, Steve Holmash, in Northern Ireland, well. playing against situations? each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like more after. Pretty. Oh yeah. I yeah.
1: Guess. But pretty good-hearted banter, right? As well. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean teammates mm-hmm. yes, you're pretty tight with them I assume, yeah. I assume in most cases
4: yeah it was great conversations actually having like about the, the whole northern ireland catholic protestant thing too and you know the teammates how much are they how many like t- how many are catholic how many are protestant and he goes well you just look at the national anthem look along the line and you'll be able to tell who the catholics and the protestants are <laughs> by the ones who are singing god save the queen yeah right? of,
1: course, of right. course well who is it was saying that used to have um, like scrimmages together when catholics against protestants
4: Oh yeah, that was Deech, wasn't it? Did yeah, we never that? did that through a religions, space. you just go north and south. North and that was south, bad okay, enough. Yeah, I can imagine. That was bad enough.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I mean, for those who don't know, in England, like north and south is a big divide, right? Right, and there's more. I think uh, um, negativity from north towards the southerners, who are seen to be having the affluent south with all the yeah. money, and you know, and the yeah. London's down there. It's very there. true. I mean, it it's a, oh, no, it, yeah. yeah. It yeah.
4: is a different world in the south than it is in the north. Yeah, yeah. North Pretty boys
0: more down south friendly and. Was there was there someone that you hated playing against but was a mate off the field, or did you that carry across? Because there was you know there's always that guy that I hated playing football against. Yeah, and then, then the you know an Good hour later, field, yeah. you know, end of fourth quarter, you're yeah. having a pint and laughing about how dirty he was or something.
4: Jason Cundy, maybe.
0: Jason Cundy. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, talk yeah. sport legend. Talk sport, yeah, he's doing very well. Yeah, didn't like playing against him, but he actually liked playing with him because he actually came to Ipswich as well on loan from Spurs. Um, so it was great. But yeah, playing against him was a nightmare. It yeah. was very difficult to play against, and not the world's greatest player, but you know, worked incredibly hard and.
1: Yeah, they're the ones constant. I mentioned as a footballer or any sport really that. Of course, you're going to play the great players and they're going to be tough to play against. But it's those ones that, you know, put the old lunch bell together, work so hard, don't ever quit, you know, at you continuously. They're the ones you probably dislike playing against more. Yeah. Right. And there
4: are some guys who are just the quietest, nicest, friendliest people off the field and on it just psychos. Switch. <laughs> psychos. Who would yeah. be
1: one An example that you can think of? Uh,
4: nobody would know. Probably uh, Tony Hume. That Ipswich, switch, he was a one guy that comes to mind. Super nice guy, and then on the field, just crazy nut bar, nutter. nut bar, yeah. Yeah. nutter. Yeah, the sun goes can do can't just Hit that switch, poking right? people in oh, the man. eye and elbowing people in the
2: face, <laughs> <laughs> and then he walk off. Yeah, he's a nice guy. <laughs>
4: So, yeah. but,
1: but you know what though, I mean, I you know watching you play though, and you see your highlight roles, right? You see you in there, you you know you're, you're freaking screaming at people, right? And yeah, yelling and, yeah. Like, and like it's not Craig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Right? You could be that one true. of those people, right? Yeah, did yeah. you get a switch when you went that whistle blue? Oh yeah,
4: absolutely, definitely have a switch. Yeah. yeah, when I was when I was playing, I was a completely different personality. Once I, I think that separates the one of
1: the separations between you know the really the top elite absolutely. athletes and regular dudes, right? I was yeah. kind of the same guy. I like to play hard but i would also have a good conversation with the guy in the field right <laughs> joke around a little bit you yeah. know Usually because they're, they're my teammates and I actually play for them, but I've been switched over. By... And, you, yeah, and you didn't but, know with them. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to get to know them. That's right.
0: It's like, hey, uh, my dad won't let me hang out at all. <laughs> <laughs> I need some new friends. And there it is. There check, it is. check, check, check. <laughs> Therapy done for another week. Yep. Terms. Ah, yeah.
1: Hmm. I'm making great friends with my teammates <laughs> I was playing for the other side. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, but then you get complete bastards on and off the field, right? I, I get the impression Roy Keane's that kind of guy, right? Yeah, right. I mean, Roy Keane's Roy Keane, but you see him as an analyst in the studio, and he's a bastard. He's great. I think he's yeah. fantastic, but he's a bastard. And then yeah. he has that same intensity on the field, you know. And I, I wonder if he's, you know, in the pub with his mates, if it's the same Roy Keane, the intensity's still there. No, I, I think the it probably it is. is. Right?
4: Yeah, I don't think he could ever put it away. That's why I find thing he found it difficult as a manager, too. Yeah. Because he, he called players out, and probably rightfully so, but it you is, got but to be a little bit different as a manager. And I now don't know Especially, if he, right? Especially. Then, but he called people out. Had a hard time. Yeah. Is he that, was hitting well, switch as well, yeah, right?
1: Mourinho called out in uh, Dumbelli this weekend post match. Just, mm. Just hammered him, right? And he's had an issue with this guy from the outset. This guy arrives at Spurs. Um, who lost again this weekend mm-hmm. for like, I think fifty five, sixty million pounds, a lot of money. It wasn't Rino's guy though. And he's been very harsh ever since and, and this weekend, I forget the comments, I'll try and find them in a second. And he's just like just you know, eviscerates this poor guy. And yeah, to does what that end, work? Well, I mean to it may have worked end, in the eighties yeah. or even the nineties, but
4: But he never used to do that. I mean his yeah, exactly. his MO really was I mean he look hey, at him manager Inter or you know, in Portugal, the way he handled things completely different. They loved him. Yeah. He's he never cool. had any, uh, never issues like well, that. I,
0: I wonder, I always sit there and I go, yes, it might work with 2% of the people in the world. No one likes to hear their, especially in the press. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Like, if you get, getting called out in the locker room is one thing, because it's all within corners. Yeah. You know? Yes, exactly. I have
4: no issues with that. I think the problem with you to go publicly is, uh, for Mourinho, it's hard, always hard to figure out what angle he's coming from. Because I don't know, uh, he can't just moan his way out of this problem, yeah. um, and he has done that in the past. And uh, he's, by doing that, somewhat passing the buck, people can see that the player's not playing particularly well, um, but he's got to figure out ways to coach around it.
1: it was, uh, sorry, they, they drew he's Burnley, a genius that he's supposed weekend, to be. Down 1-0 Yeah, yeah they're
4: 1-1, right? Yeah
2: yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. but he says post-match. So he takes it that the kids <clears> skip this 18-year-old at halftime. And he goes, uh, he's, 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 um, in, the fight, in the first half, we didn't have a midfield. Of course, I'm not speaking of Skip, because he's a kid of 19 who's played two hours in the last few days. I don't criticize him at all. But I'm not going to run away. And I have to say, Ndumbelé has had enough time to come to a different level. Another premise is difficult, and some players take a long time to adapt to a different league. But a player with his potential has to give us more than he's giving us, especially when you see how Lucas like Celso and those players are playing. I was expecting more in the first half from him. Um, what he says here, yeah, many fantastic players in the first season in a new country for different seasons they struggle. There have been many examples of that. He's a player, with great talent. He has to know he has to do much better, and no, I cannot keep giving him opportunities to play because the team is much more important. Publicly, to the cameras, he says this stuff. Yeah. I mean, that could
0: crush a guy. I don't know how that can be taken can he- any other way except, fuck, like, what are you, you going to say? Mm-hmm. How is that? Count? Like, you've already, if he would have said that in, in the locker room, That's you know, fine, I expect yeah. more from our midfield. I expect more from you, particularly, you know, get your head in the game, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But there's no, like, what are we doing here? Like, this- or bring it, you know, yeah,
4: exactly. Bring anything out. You can criticize the group. And include yourself in that because you're part of it. You can't be winning and taking the credit for it. So include yourself with that. But going public with something like that is not going to make that player um, feel good about going on the pitch next time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess each player's players differ. Some guys maybe can handle it, some can't. But But if
4: if he's not good enough, then they're going to have to make some changes Maybe maybe a veteran could
1: handle it, or a veteran who's proven himself in the past. You know, he can be called out. Maybe that will motivate him. But this is a guy that hasn't proven himself in the Premier League yet. No one knew who this guy was. Let's be honest. Coming Mm -hmm. to this league, you know, outside you know real hardcore football fans, Um, and he's he's done this. So we'll see. But I guess he's he's been poor up until now without that public motivation, so to speak. So maybe he will respond.
4: Yeah, some do, some don't. Most don't.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mourinho's no one, isn't he? he? He just seems odd at Spurs. You wonder this summer whether that's going to continue that relationship because Daniel Levy doesn't suffer fools gladly, and if he's embarrassed, he'll he'll make a move. But at the same time, Mourinho is going to demand a transfer fund to change that team up. Will he get it at Spurs?
4: Pochettino didn't. No, exactly. He struggled. I mean, he not struggled, but actually did quite well. I think all things considered, considering they didn't uh, bring players in. And they got a huge, you know, issue with the uh, with their new stadium. Obviously, it's taken up a lot of money. It's beautiful, but it's taken up some money. So they've they've got to be careful how they spend the money. They're not in the same position as Man City for sure, um, but they expect to do uh, better than they are. And Marino's under a lot of pressure there. He'll point to the fact that
1: Kane's out though, and that Sun's out. Oh yeah, that, that obviously I think it's a, it's fair enough. I mean, that does very much yeah. adapt and, and change.
4: They're not particularly deep. No,
1: precisely. Yeah. Again, and that wasn't addressed in the off season. They mm-hmm. could have done that, right? Or even in January it wasn't addressed. Yeah. Um so I, I get that, but is this his last kick at the can as far as being, you know, considered one of the top managers in world football because he's failed the last few years few, now. yeah. United. Although second place is pretty good yeah. the year before last. Yeah. Um Chelsea, he won obviously the first year back, right? And then
4: Yeah, well it's 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 a challenge for him because he's not in the same position where he can, for the most part, when he was at Chelsea, Abramovich was spending whatever he wanted at that particular time too. So it was a different animal at Chelsea when he was there than it is at this particular moment. Um, but at the same time, if he's the coach that he thinks he is, he should be able to coach his way to results.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, simple precisely. as that. Precisely. Improve, coach, improve the players yeah, at your disposal. Yeah. Don't make an excuse. Yeah, I look at Frank Lampard at Chelsea. He's been up and down season, right? But he's blooding so many young players right now. I think there were three eighteen-year-olds on their field at a certain time. Yeah, in, in yesterday's things match. have
4: changed there at Chelsea, right? There's the young guys being given a chance. Given a chance. Yeah, they're not buying over top of them.
1: And I think the fans understand. Okay, Frank. We, for starters, we, we love you. You're an absolute legend at this club. For now, We're gonna, for now, yeah. But we'll give <laughs> you a we build. We'll be patient though. Right now, but as yeah. long as you're bringing in young kids and you have the transfer ban, so you, you've you know you're seeing some progression this season. And they're not great. They're still a way off from where they want to be. Understand yeah. that. But they could still qualify this year for the Champions League. Yeah, right? they're still there right now. Oh. Um, and he's blooding these young guys. And I think when when fans <laughs> see young players who are coming through the system getting chances, I think they're way more patient than teams that just pluck and buy players and then don't succeed.
4: I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think they appreciate that. And I think the young players certainly do because they're the ones that didn't get the opportunities a few years ago were sent out on loan. It was like 30 of them or something. So now they're getting some chances um, and doing all right, some of them.
1: And if you're going to be debuted by a certain manager as a kid, I'm sure there's some loyalty there, isn't there? Do you remember the first guy that put you on that field and said, the job is yours? Yeah. Who was that that was a... Who's that for you?
4: I mean, John Duncan. John, oh, John Duncan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, did that John work out long term with him? <laughs> what? <laughs> drunk John? Oh, Yeah, Drunk John. <laughs> drunk <laughs> John That's what they you. Do. <laughs> yeah. Showed up at all these different team events, all hammered, oh, falling yeah. off
0: bar stools and stuff. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Is that when he said to you, you know,
1: w-
0: was it some team function? Yeah, he was drunk when he said it. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Team, team function. Hey, Forrest, come here, uh, again. Yeah. So, I'm going to start
4: uh, you this, yeah. this year. Okay, You're this my a- guy. That's right. Some like that.
0: <laughs> the voice of border security. The new voice of border security. Yeah, hey, yo, watch, watch out. Coming up on this episode of border security. <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: that was a little more Bill Cosby there. Really. That was kind of Bill yeah, Cosby. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's
0: it for the me. Jello pudding. <laughs>
1: Poor Bill Cosby. Poor Bill
0: Cosby. Oh, no, not yeah. poor Bill Cosby. He's an arsehole. But, uh, yeah, I really feel sorry for that, that that,
1: he's, uh, you know He's remembered for that one phrase about Jello.
0: Yeah. And given Eddie Murphy living this complete double life, right? Hey, stop swearing. You're being a bad example to black kids in America. Is that what uh, oh, Cosby yeah, he said? Ca- calls up Eddie Murphy, tells him to stop doing blue material. Really? This whole time, looting up women. Yeah. Having his way with them, you know, just a creepy, yeah. mo- like
1: horrible person, a very bad man.
0: Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I don't know how we got there, but no, I, I, you know what? It's, it's fantastic.
1: It's funny the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no rules. There's no rules here, you know. Um, but so, so he was the guy that gave not Bill Cosby, but um, uh, Duncan John Duncan was the guy that gave you your opportunity in the first team. Yeah. How long was he around for?
4: Two or three years.
1: Oh, was he? Yeah. Did you Did you feel as if you had that? loyalty allegiance to him because of that or was he just another manager you're going to make that team regardless well i was
4: happy that he gave me my chance for sure I and mean, we didn't want to let him down mm-hmm. you don't want to let anybody down including yourself yeah i suppose so you know but yeah delighted that he actually trusted you you know that uh and you were putting you, faith you, in you like that as uh, a
1: teenager right when you yeah 19 19 yeah wow yeah <clears throat> premier league or, or first nope. division, first division, first division. That time, same yeah. thing, same yeah. thing, <laughs> same bloody thing. Oh, it must drive you crazy when you see these records. No, 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 no.
4: This wasn't. Uh, no, honestly, it was. It was. Oh, the, the, second division. The, yeah, the, so it was. First, it would have been the champions because the Premier League wasn't around again until for another
1: ninety two. Right, is when it came out ninety two.
4: So this was eighty eight, I guess. So something the like second that. division. Second division.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah remind me how Ipswich because they the early eighties they were great, obviously with Bobby Robson. Yeah, late
4: seventies and when the FA Cup, the UEFA Cup, when it was big deal uh in 82 yeah i got there in 84 they're still in the top flight and they got relegated the year i arrived
0: as a youth player Let's see a pattern here yes that well as we were talking about yeah you know the, the low light yeah of, there is the bitterest yeah. man in the yeah. room
2: once again <laughs> yeah, You're You're the going european,
0: champions. yeah. The european champions yeah. i got them relegated <laughs> even though i wasn't even playing no, 16 years old yeah. making 25 pounds a week yeah
4: i was like it was amazing because i was kind of like all right I kind of knew the relegation system. I was 16, but I was like, so what does this all mean? Like, right. It's not good. Yeah. Craig,
0: you're down to 12 and a half pounds a week.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Is my tw- 25 pounds going to be affected? No. It yeah. wasn't affected. They they didn't drop my 25 pounds a
1: week. You went from the Ritz at the Carlton to uh, the yeah. Do Drop Inn. Yeah. Right. Right. yeah. Yeah,
4: the Ritz, yeah. Not nah. – no. Not quite. (laughs) Yeah, but when
1: you're – be honest, though. So if you remember, I'm not sure, but obviously you're young and you're in this club and there's already the first team goalkeeper. Who was it back in those days when you first – Paul Cooper. Paul Cooper, right? You're thinking, man. Legend. I want to – one day I could have that shirt. And they think, oh, being relegated this year. My odds are improving here.
4: Well, when you're 16, you're just trying to make the youth team – Every week. Yeah. You know, thinking of the first team at that at that much. Although when I did see that opening game, uh in nineteen eighty four, eighty five, it was against uh Manchester United. Uh Gary Bailey, the blonde head goalkeeper. Yeah, of course, yeah. South African. And, and what's
1: that? South African. That's right. Right. Man. He does um a lot of uh BN. is it a foc- uh that's
4: right. Yeah, Yeah, BN sports. Yeah. Yeah, you ended up leaving South Africa. I saw him down there in uh oh six and oh ten. And he was working for South African TV, doing Premier League. Very interesting, great guy too. Yeah, very interesting guy. And uh, was that Ron Atkinson's United? Ron Atkinson? Yeah, what, maybe mid eighties for sure. Because yeah. I remember yeah. I started
1: really watching football with Gary Bailey. I remember yeah. him being the, the United goalkeeper, Ray yeah. Clements, of course, at Spurs at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously Grubbler and Liverpool, and those boys. But and yeah. I do remember you actually a little bit later in the nineties, yeah, eighties. Sorry. Watching you this because I always had a connection to Canada because my parents lived there in the 60s and there's always talk maybe moving back there one day. So, this big gangly Canadian guy playing for Epswich, like, ah, it's Canadian, cool.
4: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but I remember that first game watching it from the stands, and it was all you know, there's so much standing then Mm -hmm. before they changed it, but you know, a small ground just packed to the rafters. And thought to myself, I was excited, nervous. A bit scared as a 16-year-old, but I was like, definitely this is what I want to do.
1: Yeah, you, you felt it.
4: Yeah. So speaking of fans and not having yeah. fans in the stadium, that was like I was just having that stadium full and the first time I had seen it and been exposed to the British game. I was like, wow, this is, this is exciting. This Imagine is what I want to do. Imagine the
1: making way around those standing room those terraces back in the days. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ, filthy places. You, you, not that I did this, but you'd get the, uh, the, the football program, you'd roll it up, and you pissed through it in the stands while you stood there, so yeah. you could direct it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, off right. your off your feet. Right. Not down. I the, remember in the eighties the they leg.
4: actually did a. They were they were thinking there's potentially, the smell of the urine was the reason why the hooligans were the hooligans. They were actually thinking there was a something to do with the aroma of the urine, like a chemical thing, chemical thing you that just was set making them off? yeah set them off. Really? Yeah. And then they found out they were just assholes.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's an excuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: And there's that, and there's that. (laughs) Lost generation,
4: disenchanted youth. Everything changed when they put when they put cameras in the stadiums and they put cameras on the fans and they started pulling people out for throwing darts and coins and whatever else on the stands. And that did give us a feel of uh, safety or yeah. Did you yeah? So do you feel
1: is unsafe? The right word in in the mid eighties, you know, when you felt unsafe on the field or you were always like kind of cognizant of yeah. what might be happening with the mood up. of the fans and yeah yeah this could yeah. be a pitch
4: invasion anytime here
1: oh yeah
0: i mean he's going it's a goalkeeper too. even, even hillsborough you. right and given the yeah. wanker sign
4: yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah, <laughs> that that doesn't help either <laughs> no no <laughs> but the, the hillsborough disaster the bradford fire there you know That's all sorts of things fire, uh, wasn't it i think it 85. was 85 yeah I same year it. as uh
1: heisel was 85 wasn't it i think it was, was it was 84 85 heisel yeah.
4: Yep. yeah 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 yeah, uh, there was a five-year ban yeah. on that. That
1: changed. Well, that that created the Premier League because mm-hmm. all the the money that was no longer mm. available to the English teams. Um, then, man, we have got to find a way back here, and then they got back in the late. What year was the first year back into Europe? Eighty-nine, ninety, something it was, it was like around that. Round there, right? Around I, think there. It was, I think it was ninety. Yeah. Yeah, and then Sky Sports was born. Right. Yada yada. All this kind of perfect storm. Yeah. A big part of it was, you know. Man, we've lost so much money and standing in the game because of the European ban. How do we get it back?
4: And that was a, yeah. the, the solution. And then they struggled in Europe, English teams for years until United. Until United, I think. Yeah, that's right.
1: Right in ninety nine, it's the first. I think so. I think it was. Yeah. 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 It, Chelsea was a, were doing it was pretty a good. struggle. Yeah. Chelsea actually has some pretty good years in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. late nineties, before the big investment. Mm-hmm. I think they won the cup winners' cup with Zola. I think actually they won it in. What yeah, they
4: at? were on the up and up. Yeah. Yeah. When I was there in ninety seven, they were starting to change. You know. Beats was the chairman. Abramovich hasn't hadn't come in yet, but they were still investing a lot. Chelsea was on the up, and I mean, Hollett was there, right? Player, player manager, Zola, Lebov. That's right. They were yeah. They were the first. I guess them and Arsenal
1: were the first like had a real foreign identity, oh. mm-hmm. right? Weren't they? Yeah. Obviously, Wenger came to Arsenal in the in the mid nineties, but yeah. um, Chelsea were a big part of that that oh, yeah. invasion, the foreign invasion, and now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Counting Craig Forrest yeah. for
1: invasion. Was, yeah, it was well, funny. I right? saw myself 13 as f- players. Right? Yeah,
4: 13 players started the started. Premier League. Yeah, 92. Non,
1: Non-British.
4: Yeah, yeah. on yeah. the
0: opening day of 1992.
1: And now I think it's something like 60 or 70% of our non-British yeah. in the Premier League. Right? Yeah. And how's
0: that affecting English soccer?
1: Well, there, in the, there lies the, the
0: big question, right? right? Is, it, is it raising, is it, raising of thought it up here. or is it... You know?
4: Well, like yeah, like Sean said, there's two, two thoughts on it is that it's uh, the best league in the world by doing it, mm-hmm. by allowing this to happen, but it's also crippling the development of English players, lack of opportunities for English players. What happens is usually for lower division teams that have a, a special player going in England, it's going to cost you a lot more money than getting the same type of player from somewhere else in the world. So why would you go and spend $5 million on this third division player in England when that same quality guy I can get from South America for $500,000? Yep, so so they, that's, get, that's, they get overlooked.
1: It's that level of player that is the issue. I think it's not the top players. I want to see the, the best players in the world play in the Premier League. I don't care where they're from. Mm-hmm. But it's those guys, those mid-range professionals mm-hmm. who are good players but are so much cheaper from, from South America or, or Europe. Yeah, And that's been stymieing, I think, the development of English players. But now we've seen with... St George's which was got kind of the FA's base now, what they're doing, professionalisation, they're you're seeing some really good young British players coming through. So my my philosophy has always been mm. that the tide does kinda of rise and eventually you'll improve English footballers, British footballers with the you know, the incomings from, from Europe and the best players. Yeah. Coaching as well.
4: Yeah, but that exposure to those players is you're right, it does. And I've seen that happen at West Ham with the youth players being exposed to, you know, Decanio for instance in training. Is going to put him in a really good position, um, but they have been overlooked by them. Like it's tough for the English players to to, mm-hmm. to rise, but the best ones will.
1: Do you find some kids that's who that's come fun. up through the system and they see a decaneo Canio or they see whoever it's going to be and they're intimidated and they almost kind of shrink into themselves? Is it very much? a... Diff- is it, is it yeah, a little bit, but
4: at the same time, you know, that 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 player, like I should be like I was when I saw Gary Bailey and those guys in the play, is that wow it makes you want to get in the George, training room and but you're
1: different personality maybe to a lot of these guys right as well yeah
4: but most of the guys that make it to that level are very similar in personalities mm-hmm. helps too
1: these guys will put an arm around you as well say hey listen I, I will show you the way so to speak yeah. as opposed Some to being you know defensive you're not yeah. taking my fucking shit yeah.
4: yeah I mean it's all different different levels right as you youth player you're listening to your elders if you like tell you the ropes and what it's like to play and who's who's to watch out for and all these things and then as you get older you end up being that person to help the other young players along too.
1: Well, when you it's saw Richard Wright come along or some of these players. Yeah. I mean, I assume you were the kind to say, okay, listen, you know, talk to me. I'll help you out, give you advice. You, as much as you saw them as competition, potentially right. long-term, yeah. you wouldn't turn them away?
4: No. Absolutely not. I right. wouldn't, no. But well, that's you're, true. You're always, because you, you, it didn't matter if it was Richard Wright or it was John Doe. Somebody is coming up behind you and always challenging for your position there's goalkeepers constantly coming for trials from Mm -hmm. different parts of the world or whatever club you're at. And if you're going to worry about that, it'll drive you crazy. So
2: I felt like... No,
4: you have to be aware aware of it because you have to keep working hard to make sure that you, you know, that's what inspires you to to keep everybody at bay Mm -hmm. because you're always under pressure.
1: No, when Brendan Dunlop came through,
0: I was really concerned about it,
1: you know. Shit, this this good-looking young guy loves soccer. Fuck him. (laughs) Just
0: crush him. (laughs) crush him well he's a horrible person too. horrible horrible you know I was. here's a question for both of <laughs> you though there was obviously there were teams who jumped on globalism if you want to call it that with bringing in foreign players were there the teams that said nope we're gonna fight this and we're gonna instill english values and instill an approach that is very hmm. and yeah. did they get were that was it they ran on patriotism did they run on national you know like yeah did it did it affect them on a bottom line level? Because hey, the rest of the world is transitioning to foreign players, which means we're getting the best of the best. And then there's these other teams that just said, "Nope, we're going to stick with where their teams like." That? Yeah,
4: yeah, there, there, and there did it are. Them? Um, they're not really consciously thinking. Consciously thinking, we're going to be just British, right? But say you're promoted to the Premier League with them with a squad that just so happened to be mostly British, yeah. then you might want to stick with those because you know you're better the devil, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And that, yeah, they might not be the best technical team, but you know what you're going to get out of them, the fight and grit, determination, and if you bring in somebody else, it doesn't necessarily guarantee a success. So at Burnley, for instance, you know, Sean Dyche, you mm-hmm. know, he's not specifically trying to stay... British, but, but a certain style of, certain style of player of and character, right? Oh. That uh, just sort of happens for to be brilliantly
1: well, right? Because that's the team that he knows they're not going to win the Premier League mm-hmm. ever. But ever. By playing this way, I can sustain our status for, for a while. Yeah. Which for a club like Burnley, we forget about it, don't we? This is a tiny club, Burnley. Tiny,
4: I think they might be the smallest ever to play in the Premier League. I yeah, think, I think the, right. the, the, the actual area of the town is like 60,000, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Incredible.
1: And they want to see their players work hard and have some tenacity. I think that the issue was, though, that you're right. A lot of clubs were British-focused because they want that character, that drive. But the mistake was that they thought that you wouldn't get that from European players, which is also bullshit as well. Right. Mm-hmm. You can it's find the, the same the club. characters in yeah. in foreign players as easy as you find in British players.
4: Exactly. Right, But you never saw that. I mean, um, when you look at the way they treated players or the thought of foreign players. The reason why I think it worked for me at Ipswich, even going back as far as 84, was because they had had a taste of it. They brought in Oral Muren and Tyson from Holland. And at that time, all the other clubs were like, these two guys are really tippy-tappy. They're very technical. They're not going to be able to handle it, and they're going to get just beat up on the fit pitch. They, they just won't be able to adapt into the English <laughs> and league. Guess and what? then they proved them incredibly wrong. So even though Ipswich being a small club, they were way ahead of the curve as far as, hey, we don't care where these players come from. So coming from Canada made it easier because of the icebreaking that foreign players had done at Ipswich prior to that.
1: Well, I mean, even looking at the, the great United teams of the late 90s, right, still had a very much a British mm-hmm. heart to it, right? Yeah. Look at the midfield. You had, you know, Scholes and Keane. Um, Keane, obviously Irish, but mm-hmm. um, you had Giggs on the left, Beckham on the right. You know, you had uh, Rio was a bit later, of course, in defense, but you had, you know, the, the Pallisters and the Steve Bruces just before then. You had yeah. Gary Neville. You had yeah. Phil Neville. Dennis Irwin, right, up front. You had Andy Cole there, you know. Uh, and right. then and they, they began bringing in the, the Dwight Yorks and the Ruven Nisteroys a little bit later, right, mm. and just, like, sp- you know, sprinkled York in. Had some proved, skill. York
4: had proved himself at uh, Villa. Villa, that's right, prior yeah. Prior to. Yeah. Yeah. Would they have taken him before that? Straight out of Trinidad? Probably Pretty not. question, yeah. Yeah, the Villa I think discovered uh, York on a preseason tour down in the Caribbean. I think did they? Yeah, really. I saw him.
0: Well, well you were playing against him in Concacaf too, no?
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You saw him
0: like you must have seen tons of great. great players that didn't move into the you know into the zone you did.
4: Yeah, yeah. But he, I mean, Dwight York was amazing. He was a great, great player, and he did well with Trinidad, it Pretty well, for with Trinidad.
1: Yeah, did yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. average team, right? But yeah, yeah. Yep. No, though him and Andy Cole were a fun attacking duo, weren't they? The Soul Brothers, they called them. Oh yeah, yeah so I, racist. I saw enough. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I saw enough oh enough. yeah, two black guys. Okay, let's call them the Soul Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> yeah, I related at all. No, not at I was all. going to say the Neville brothers. So they were a <laughs> <city> <laughs> group, and, and for
0: yeah. bad you, <laughs>
1: yeah, what a team that was, man. I have to say, as much as I despise United, you had to respect that team. And then looking this year, you know how you know Liverpool fighting for all these different, getting the treble. I mean, my God, that really was some accomplishment, wasn't it? For United in '99? FA Cup, oh. Premier League, and, and European Cup,
4: Champions League. All in one year, amazing. Wow. Just staggering. Yeah, yeah you don't do see that. Like uh Bayern did it a few years ago, yep. or Heinke's. Yep, that's right, and then he got
1: fired.
0: And then he got fired. It's not Pep. Pep. came in, yeah. With a really right. treble. Jeez, and got fired. Yeah, that's like the Dwayne Casey Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah a little right. bit DeRozan well, make the Halls we're going to fire you and then we're going to bring in, yeah. in and yeah. Oh, okay, really? yeah, really No problem really
4: I was thinking about that the other night with the Raptors I was like a, two most disappointed guys must be DeRozan and uh, the coach and Casey yeah. and Casey
1: yeah I don't think Casey said too many nice things about it has he since no it's pretty bitter yeah
0: Masai's pretty cutthroat right like yeah. he's he's hey they're going to make a better team we're done I don't care about you know you signing up I mean the way he dumped DeRozan was mm. like nope we're never gonna trade you day later and Casey yep.
4: when he's not happy because when he came back to Toronto he actually exited through a different
0: exit yeah
1: to, to avoid, avoid shaking hands with Nick Nurse right
4: yeah and Masai yeah wasn't happy at all
1: yeah, you can understand that. These are highly <laughs> competitive people. Did you guys and, and, shake yeah. hands
0: with everyone at Sportsnet when you left? Yeah. Yes, you did.
1: You guys, oh, exited. Actually, we left with very amicable. Exactly. They're all our friends. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right, apart from uh, yeah. Dunlop.
0: <laughs> Who took your job? Yeah, there's nothing yeah. to do with no. them. I no, <laughs> <they're just, laughs> love them. <me>. Somebody <laughs> up in the bean
4: counter, or some boss up there you never see. They're the ones that made a decision. By the way,
0: I sharpening uh, their mustache. We, we should yeah. mention
1: this, by the way, about so oh, yeah, he's really sick right now. He's got the he's got the he's flu. Right. And of course I had fun with that, but it is just the flu. Um so he had plans and still does as far as I know, to go to Europe this week. Where the hell is this there he is. So <laughs> his plans are where is it? Um uh, Milan-Roma at the San Siro. Right. Ooh. Oops. You're not going to see that. No. <laughs> and then to turn for Juventus-Leon in the Champions League. And finishing <laughs> off with Bayern against Chelsea. Great trip. Right. Not going to happen. That might
4: still be on. Is he not going to go? Possibly. But he's not going to go just to Bayern, is he? No, I wouldn't think so.
1: Um, although I think I think the Bundesliga is following suit as well pretty soon. Is in Germany, right? I think that one. Yeah, obviously he's flying out of Munich. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, his last two words are "fucking virus." <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got insurance. Not the one he's got. cover you. The one he's got. Yeah, got. exactly. Right. Yeah, imagine being not only going there but sneezing as he gets on the plane. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, imagine. being I, next I was with my guy? dog this weekend. This weekend, and I sneezed, and I thought, "Oh, people looking at me. Yeah, mm, getting some filthy looks here." But I did the yeah. uh, the elbow sneeze. It's, I'm like responsible. The, it's, it's
4: all
0: like SARS.
4: The
1: that's same. respectful. Elbow
0: sneezes <laughs> is a respectful approach. To it should be anyway. Sure. Yeah.
1: Coronavirus or otherwise What are we thinking here? Yeah. 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 That's why we have elbows, isn't it? Yeah. Really? What other purpose do they use? Uh, they that's
4: okay. That was the SARS. They have the knuckles and all yeah.
1: that Yeah. Exactly. Someone in the apparently Premier League was doing like the elbow bump. Oh, uh, well, you this brought weekend. it
0: in even this morning. After I shook shake
1: Craig's hand, I we. we should do the elbow bump. High fived yeah. me, Too and then then
0: elbow bumped. Yeah.
1: Already gave me the lurgy the lurgy, that's a term I haven't heard for a long time, eh? What is the that lurgy? Term? It's like never you're heard sick in it. England. Right? You got the lurgy. You got the it's, lurgy. It's
0: like the pox kind of yeah, thing. You yeah, got
1: the, you got
4: the pox. Yeah, yeah you got the you it got could it.
1: Be a. It could be you know gastrointestinal, it could yeah. be uh, yeah, any, respiratory. The lurgy. The lurgy. The lurgy. All
0: right. It's a good, isn't it? That's very good because yeah. it sounds different. Wanker
1: signs and the term the lurgy yeah. are something we need to work on over here. Yes. Yeah. If we can have a legacy at Footy Prime, the podcast, I think it should be the bring back the yeah. wanker sign and the term
4: lurgy. It's so much more gratifying, the wanker sign, as opposed to the middle finger. The middle mm-hmm. finger doesn't, yeah, everyone everyone does like that. It. Yeah.
1: you got to give it, yeah. But you do that now. <laughs> so you, say you're driving, give some of the wanker sign. They'll be like, what is this guy doing? Right. Has he got Parkinson's? <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's true. Do Why? them both. Why not? Double it up. It's hard to uh, do both at the same time. I don't, well, you can do it the same it's, hand. Oh, if you look like.
1: at look now! Now that's a new uh, version of it. <laughs> Jeff Cole on keyboards is doing uh, yeah. the older doing finger through the loop um, sign. He's very yeah, uh, go. very creative. His job. <laughs>
3: I have a lot of time on my hands.
1: More than that, apparently, on your hands. <laughs>
3: I got a little lurgy on my hands after that. <laughs> <Watch> <laughs> All right, we should
1: probably wrap this up, don't you think? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's being
0: derailed horribly because uh, wow. of Jeff. It's about normal.
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys. How much time is that? Where
0: are we at? We're at about a, an hour in. Oh, we definitely should wrap yeah, it up. We just do, I do our uh, socials.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Well, listen, um, if you are still listening... <laughs> <laughs> you
0: can go. Quick. Jeff's going to do our socials. Okay, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there you go, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> do, take do it, it away. In your uh, border security voice. I'll do it in a different one. Okay, do it in uh, your uh, David Beckham voice.
3: Footy Prime the podcast. Uh, the, the Twitter is, uh Footy Prime. Footy underscore Prime. Uh, then we've got uh, the uh, Instagram at, at Footy Prime the podcast. Uh, same with uh, 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 so Victoria. I can't read it. I can't read it. <laughs> that's not bad footy prime the podcast <laughs> Victoria. on uh, on uh facebook and then uh footy prime the podcast on youtube as well i think our uh, plans it, to
1: get back on the show have just been ruined
3: well he had he had speech therapy to fix that
1: apparently. yeah yeah no he's come a long way actually he speaks really well now
3: he does yeah but also so dave if you want to get in touch with us uh a little more privately <laughs> there's footy prime the podcast or footy prime podcast at gmail.com so um bex we'd, we'd love to hear from you
1: please yeah, we're we'll talking about Miami. Yeah. You know? Love talk not? Miami. Yep. Yep. MLS season underway. Uh, yeah. We'll get to some of that as, as the week's going, I'm sure. Um, mm, oh, spring is here. Oh, isn't it? It really is. 11 degrees today, 15 the same, maybe tomorrow.
2: Mm, excited. Get, get the like speedo
1: that speedo out. Yeah. Oh, seasonal Melting disorder. dog
0: poo all over the streets. Oh, my deck. Oh, I, I had to do that this weekend. What it, is it wrong with dog owners? I'm sorry, man. This is the worst time. Well, they are scumbags.
1: As as a dog owner of two dogs, and Craig has two dogs too. Um, I, I am religious. I will always pick up the dog crap. It's
0: scumbags don't do that. Mm -hmm. And then in the spring, in the spring, the the melty frozen poop.
4: Yeah, we used to do it. Speaking of that, we pre-season in Gipswick Park. Mm. Gipswick that's yeah. an English Gipswick. sounding name. Yeah, so we changed it to Gipshit because there was they, <laughs> nobody picked up their fucking dog shit. And you're running around, and you had constantly a dog shit. Uh, in your runners dance. and it's just oh yeah. Really. Like seriously. I wonder if they changed that. <laughs> but you know
1: there. what? I mean, I I left I left in 1990, right? And there was no such thing as dog bags. In 1990, in nope, no, England, like, you just let your dog shit wherever it wanted and then walk away. And I moved here and thought, What are people doing picking up the dog shit? I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Didn't have a dog myself at that point. And, and now you course, realize uh, they're I, shitting I their stocks in dog shit bags. Man, like, get through Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are they recyclable, those dogs? Are they recyclable? Some of them are, yeah. yeah. Some are
1: biodegradable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get those ones. Yeah. Get those ones. Do your part.
0: They're good for humans. Tackle uh <laughs> Well, gonna, yeah. you're gonna poo in it. Yep, just gonna poo in it. <laughs> just go anywhere. I we'll need a bigger bag. Just Bend over. We're gonna need a bigger bag. Yeah. They got they got diapers for your Jeez, size. I need those too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drinking drinking draft. All Coronavirus weekends. is respiratory. The it's not
1: gastrointestinal. Not normal. No, yeah, you're saying on the weekend how you can't drink Guinness. No,
0: gives for it that me reason the, gives me the poops. So I love Guinness too.
1: You never it so never hit me that way. You. So yeah. healthy for you, except for me. Yeah, who is, Jeff. Were you saying this? Someone was saying that you can you can live on Guinness.
3: You can absolutely live on Guinness. Yeah, it has all the nutrition that you need to survive. It ha- and it has enough water in it that you don't need nothing. Else. Is that is that true? Or are you just making? That I'm up? making most of it. Up? Well, right. no, I have heard, <laughs> no, I have heard that you can do that. Um, Pregnant
4: women used to drink it. They used to, vinegar, yeah. My right?
1: grandmother was uh, fed a lot of Guinness when she had my dad. Iron, iron, iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think my mom must have drunk but a lot of they,
4: well they also tell tell people in England to smoke to keep the weight down.
0: <laughs> right. I they might
4: have done it in Canada too, but. Well, I think Britain you showed
0: it. me a picture of your mom having a smoke while she was pregnant. <laughs> well, is, she wasn't well, from England, that but she the, did. The, uh, she, <laughs> she smoked
4: for sure. Just smoked, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. why you're so small. Yeah, really. What? He happened? would have been six nine,
1: dude. Yeah, yeah exactly. God,
0: fucked you up. I would have been an NBA. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Me and LeBron. You and Bronny.
1: I'm trying that... Um, slam over him. That's I'm, it. I'm trying that intermittent fasting at the moment. Going pretty well, I think. Um, so if I just drink Guinness in, in my four or five hour window of eating, would that be a, advisable?
0: Yeah. No. Bone broth is what you're supposed to have.
1: <laughs> no, well, yeah, when you're really fasting, yeah. But um, right. you still have a window to eat, though. You can eat if you're oh, doing so intermittent in between, fasting. So, so to e- extend it even right further. Right now, I'm doing like 20 hours. Then I've got a four-hour window to right. stuff my fucking right. face. Yeah. <laughs> and that's probably the problem, I think. Yeah. Is that
0: what you're doing? You're doing the 20-hour and four-hour? I've got a nap.
1: I've got a an nap and everything, yeah. So, really? But, I mean, you can, do, you can start. Well, isn't that, doing, it isn't that I'm difficult, I'm doing
0: 16-8, and I find that do you? totally... Like, I Are just, you losing I, weight? Uh, I'm maintaining. Are you maintaining? Uh, but I do have to. He's <laughs> laughing. I'm, at you, why are you laughing? But, no, no, he looks great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when I'm 1860. I think you and I <laughs> we should figure out. Let's do a weight. Let's get in shape. Yeah, I'm down with that. Let's do that. Let's okay. put it out on social media. And this is what Footy Friday. But let's doing. do
1: a weight. When we were about the same, you're a bit bigger than me, a bit taller than me, but uh, like a weight. A percentage yes. lost, not okay. like weight, because different people and our, let's not different. call
0: it a contest but maybe no. we call it a contest okay let's go just a to force ourselves into doing it how but do you how do you win this uh after an eight week period less blubber we'll do after an eight <laughs> week period no because uh i think we just do maybe less blubber maybe it's the body mass index the bmi no that,
1: that's not true that's ridiculous in the measure all right body mass index doesn't make sense no, it doesn't. Some guys who are that's like 5'9 2.30 <laughs> of muscle, oh, you're, over, you're
4: obese. We'll get McKechnie at the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe he'll right. take a, a fat percentage test.
1: Oh, get the old yeah. uh, calipers yeah, cal- cal- well, out? No, though, I think
4: they, they do it differently. But, do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can. You, you, you can, should you should do can tell the, the liquid in the body, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, the, yeah. The, the, you should do it with us.
0: Not that you need it, but Dickio can't because he's already fit. He runs like 15K a day.
4: No. He does not. Come on, that's what not a me. He's lying. All right, We could have a race. There's no way. He's running have 15K. 4K.
0: 5K? He says he runs around with the team. Yeah. <laughs> if he, if he, if he walks,
1: if he walks or
0: runs a kilometer. <laughs> he runs around like here.
1: He follows little that right. footprints and the arrows. Yeah, he just runs yeah, around that's all a day. Spends day. 20 yeah.
0: bucks at the, at the staff on hot dogs. Hot dogs, yeah. 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 Got to walk
4: miles just to get the pickup. Yep. And then you got to fucking <laughs> put the shit together. Oh God, <laughs> that's, that's heavy. It's divorce uh, worthy. It heavy. Heavy. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's
1: yeah. heavy. All right. Um, I think we ended the podcast about ten minutes ago. But we yeah, kept well, going, we didn't. We? Didn't we? we? Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Eggplant picture and sound. Thank you so much. We love the studio. It's very cozy. It cozy. Feels nice. Um, dot com. Thanks, Dean. Yeah. You got a very cozy little set there as well. Yeah. We appreciate it. Uh, Craig, Wonger Yeah. Jeff calling keyboards. Dev behind the glass thank you so much Um, I'm not sure what this was but we'll call it footy the podcast (laughs) cheers for listening cheers hi this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
3: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50